we make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Please open your Bibles to Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Mark, the first chapter. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere, throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the gospel of our Lord. This must really be a hard text to preach on. Well, actually, I did it this weekend, um, but I I turned it into more of a mission sermon. Actually, I, I I haven't actually ever met a set of pericopes I couldn't turn into a mission sermon. <laughs> oh, no wonder it's it's pretty hard to preach on exorcism, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, I really think we need to on this campus pay a whole lot more attention to to the question of exorcism, the question of demon possession. I. I think I grew up thinking, well, there had to be demons once upon a time because the Bible says so, but, but Satan didn't use that device anymore, sending these spirits into people. But 30 years ago already in Africa, I never actually encountered demons, but I encountered people who had recently been fighting them in their villages in Eastern Europe too. And I, I don't get a lot of calls from former students asking for materials on exorcism, but it's there. So I suspect that in our ministries, in the ministries collected in this place this morning, we'll have to spend a whole lot more time paying attention to this than than we ever thought we would. Uh, But, I mean, it seems like the bigger problem for us is that, that Satan seems to attack us in more subtle ways. Well, that's true. I mean, lying and seduction are always more powerful, have more long lasting effects than than coercion. I mean, if you just look at, at our own country in the last um, 30, 40 years, you see that as the father of lies, Satan does a, a much better job with us when he simply convinces us that untruth is truth. Um, you can see that in attitudes to all sorts of, of social problems and, and how easily the devil converts us into being liars ourselves, even lying to ourselves and fleeing God's truth. It's, uh, it's pretty scary to know that, that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers. Well, that, that's true. On the other hand, we shouldn't get too scared. Uh, the battle 
against Satan has been won, even if the war is not completely over. Um, and the demons aren't really what's the focal point of the text. I mean, at best, on their side, you could say that their confession, this Jesus is the Holy One of God, that just sort of the center of the text, but, but Jesus is really the center of the text. The, the, the demons acknowledged that when they said, have you come to destroy us? They knew full well that this is a battle to the death, hmm. and uh, Jesus' death made it look as though this other side had won, but that's not the case at all. And so in our encounters, too, we, we have to realize that the power of the word of the Lord is a power that can defeat Satan. Hmm. Yeah, and that really puts the focus on Jesus, doesn't it? I mean, he's the one with authority. I mean, could you imagine how, how afraid those people would have been just encountering that, that, that demon there that day? And then all of a sudden Jesus just comes in and uh, with nothing more, more than the power of his word was able to completely overwhelm it. I mean, that's authority. Yeah. Um, at the risk of of raising Mr. Veltz's uh, blood pressure. This is at one of those instances when you should do as I say, which is don't abuse words in the way I'm going to do it right now. Don't do as I do. But, but I just discovered that exousia is made up of two words, ex and uzia. <laughs> well, I hadn't discovered it for so long that I was kind of impressed that I had discovered it. But it really means that when Jesus spoke, he was speaking from his very existence, from his very essence as God. And he simply told them to depart. He had that kind of authority because he is the author of life. He is our creator. And our creator is good. And he simply repudiated Satan. And to that person that had the demon, Jesus brought liberation, brought a new identity, hmm. brought a whole new kind of life. That battle continues to go on, and I think it's, it's uh, always good to, to listen to Luther again on, on exactly how he saw that battle that, that also rages within your life and mine. From the large catechism, we read, Before Christ came, I had no real lord and king, but was captive under the power of the devil. I was condemned to death, entangled in sin and blindness. For when we were created by God the Father and re had received from him all kinds of good things, the devil came and laid, led us into disobedience, death, sin, all misfortune. As a result, we lay under God's wrath and displeasure, sentenced to eternal damnation as we had merited and deserved it. There was no counsel, no help. You know, I'll bet that no counsel is a, is a mistake in an otherwise really good translation. The German word for counsel and the German word for resources, power, are the same. I suspect it really means there was no, no power, no help, no comfort for us until this only an eternal Son of God in his unfathomable goodness 
had mercy on us because of our misery and distress and came from heaven to help us. Those tyrants and jailers have now been routed and their place has been taken by Jesus Christ, the Lord of life, righteousness, and every good blessing. He has snatched us, poor lost creatures, from the jaws of hell, won us, made us free, restored us to the Father's favor and grace. As his own possession, he has taken us under his protection and his shelter in order that he may rule us by his righteousness, wisdom, power, life, and blessedness. And he did all this through his word. On the first day of creation, his word echoed through whatever and made everything that exists. And his word echoes into our lives with his word of recreation that gives us a new identity and renews that identity that he gave us first in our baptisms, renews that identity again for you and for me today. He is accomplishing what he needs to accomplish, and he does it by speaking. And then that, that word got out. Yeah, uh, I played around with what Akkoe means there. Uh, his fame spread. Sure, his fame spread. The word spread like wildfire. I think you could translate that sort of roughly. Everybody heard about it. And the word's still getting out, though in a host of different ways. Yeah, that's, that's really true. I mean... I'm amazed when I think about how that word has, has traveled to me down through, you know, 2,000 years. I mean, down through the church and, and reached me as a child in the waters of baptism. And you know, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about how, how God has used someone like, like me to bring that word to others in my life, people in, in my, my family and, and some of my friends over in Minnesota, um, from there all the way to Japan, where I was teaching people about Jesus and, and giving them this very word. I mean, to, to think that, that God would use me to bring that word to people who had never heard it, a, a word of authority that has the authority to conquer sin, death, and the devil, to, to bring about resurrection and eternal life. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, Michael, I think our time is, is running out, and I had the same problem <laughs> at my sermon this Sunday up in Wisconsin. Um, I, I didn't have time to, to fashion a conclusion um, I'm not sure what we should, what we should do. I think, think it's going to have to be your homework assignment for this morning. I think you're going to have to take this text that proclaims God's power against every form of evil, from demons to the lies that we already have been hooked by. I think you're going to have to take this lesson and complete the sermon as you share with one another and with other people in your workplaces, in your families, your homes. This sermon will have to be completed as the Lord carries you into their lives with his word. That's the way it is on this Monday of the fourth week after the epiphany of our Lord in his year 2009.